Uh, hi guys. Yeah, this is uh, part one of two of our third episode. It's a long recording, so we decided to break it down, break it down into uh, two parts. Hope you enjoy the the rest of this episode, and do check out the second part when it comes out. Hey, welcome to Kong Jiao Wei, episode three. Uh, this, this is Tuan. <laughs> this is Jem. And yeah, we have a special guest today. Hey, Shahida. Say hi. Hi guys, I'm Shah. <laughs> Shahida. <laughs> yeah, so uh, she's a long-time friend of ours. Shout out, we all from Haising last time. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we, we have her here today because Shah is actually on the front lines of this whole COVID situation. Right Shah, you're down at Expo, right? Yeah, I'm in one of the community isolation facilities in Singapore. Yeah. Yeah, so Expo. we got some interesting juicy stuff for you. Eh, hey, I cannot tell you all uh, anything actually. Uh, nothing juicy, but I'm happy to discuss um, me caring for these patients and some general opinions I might have during my few weeks there. Yeah. Damn. Uh, <laughs> you cannot talk about it. Uh. A secret. Okay. <laughs> okay uh, Shah, thanks for coming on the show. Hi. I think, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that will be all of episode 3. Okay, see y'all. Roll the credits. <laughs> no lah, that's not the only reason Shah is here. Uh, on top of that, uh, Shah is also Malay. What? And, uh... <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, what? Whoa, what? are we going there? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're going there. Uh, Giswan, do people know your race? I, I think from the name they should figure out, right? Yes. Yeah, you're clearly I'm Mexican. I'm African. <laughs> Ken. Uh, yeah, yeah so we have... <laughs> That one, that one, uh, Jamaican, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so Guy's obviously Chinese represent and uh, yours dearly, Jeremy, is uh, Indian Eurasian. So we got all the four races in Singapore here. So we're going to get into some uh, racial stuff today. Touchy shit. Ah, yeah. Touchy, stuff. Bring it on. <laughs> so if you don't hear from us next week, you know, we, we would have gotten kidnapped by... <laughs> By people in men, men in white. <laughs> Wait, so, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> so we digress. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. So I, uh, Guy, you wanna you wanna tell them uh, a bit more about what's happening today? Yeah. Okay. So we first gonna get into an interview with Shah, talking about her experience in the front lines at Expo, like the things she uh the things she's seen, experience, the people she's interacted with. Then we will lead up into. Some of the things we've seen in the recent weeks, shaming, blaming, all the racial stuff, that's that's kind of the main bulk of what we have to talk about today. And then we'll, we'll go into how we ought to deal with the situation instead of gathering in front of the television and all singing out of tune. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's a that's a rough overview of what this show is going to be about. And before we get into this whole lesson proper, yeah, I think it would be better for, for Shah to have a self-introduction so our viewers can know who she is, what she's been doing, how she got into this job as a as a hero in white. <laughs> yeah, Shah, interesting life. Come, tell us more about your life. I honestly don't know where to start, eh? You want me to talk about which rich life? 
let's start from yeah, okay yeah. La, I mean we don't need to go all the way back lah. I mean you you are a trained nurse, right? Uh yeah, I'm studied nursing in NUS. Uh, graduated in 2012. Uh, I started working at Kutek White Hospital for about three and a half years. Then my life changed. But <laughs> let's not go there. Hey, no, let's go there. Yeah, I oh, mean, okay. I, I think it's really interesting, man. Like what you do. You know, why did you leave nursing? Tell us more, man. I wouldn't say that I left nursing. More of a I put it on hold because I really wanted to do something for myself before I became uh, tied down with commitments and uh, had more responsibilities in my career as a nurse. So I I went uh, I left before it became more serious. Right. So where did I go? <laughs> I actually resigned from nursing in 2016 and uh, pursued something entirely different, uh, and that was diving. So. It went all the way up to uh, becoming a dive instructor, and uh, actually, you guys visited me, yeah? You guys yes, <laughs> didn't. I didn't. Oh, yeah, didn't. Gee, Gee wasn't there. Yeah, yeah but uh, yeah, I was there. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, a dive master at that point, right? So yeah. So I kind of switched my whole career, became a dive instructor, and uh, I worked in Thailand for about two years. Uh, and that's just five of the two years that I've been overseas. So I've been to other places like uh, I've done liverboard diving. So I became a dive guide on uh, liverboards in places like Palau and Turks and Caicos. That's in the Caribbean, as well in uh, Indonesia for a bit. Yeah, Anambas with one of the yachts based out of Singapore. So nice. I've been a lot of places these last few years. Jealous. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. you got COVID, ah? <laughs> Me? <laughs> no. Wait, but you you actually you actually quarantine, right? Like you had to do you had to serve the stay home notice for fourteen days. And during the time when uh, the government put the stay home notice, I was still in Thailand. I got a text from my aunt who works in SIA saying that a lot of the fleets were going to be grounded soon, so I should go home. And then I had to make a decision uh, at that point uh, whether to stay on the island. I was actually living on an island called Kotao, or come home. I decided to come home. So I served my 14-day notice, and then from that day after I was done, I started working. Working. Right. So how did you find your way back into nursing, nursing. or this or the healthcare thing? I never really left nursing. So a lot of my jobs overseas were contract basis. So uh, that meant that I could come home every few months to Singapore and spend a. I would say about three months each year staying in Singapore. So I used those time to practice my nursing skills. Uh. So I did a lot of nurse, uh, locum nursing, worked in a, a community center for a bit, did a lot of home care, but uh, I and then I did a lot of locum as well, which was going back to hospitals and then being a as like as a, agency nurses. Right. I remember you telling us you were in Mount E for a bit. Yeah. And the situation e. there. Glenny Girls. So now that I'm back here, I'm uh, obviously doing some of these nursing jobs more. And I found myself in the expo. Mm. So how did you yes. find the gig? Or did the how? gig find you? Uh, <laughs> so uh, there are different ways of looking for jobs. One is through the agencies. Uh, that are, There's a lot of agencies in Singapore. Another way that nurses can look for jobs is uh, going online. So there's Job Street. Put up my resume and 
there was a long list of areas that you can choose to work in and I found something that said East Side. It wasn't very specific at that point, it didn't say Expo, so I just clicked East because that's where I live. Yeah, East Side represent! <laughs> hey! <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the next day, the person called me already. Because okay. it's quite an emergency, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah, they're short of I, hand. <laughs> For sure, for sure. Yeah. Oh, actually, when I came back to Singapore, uh, right after my stay-home notice, I was, would I say unemployed? I was without a job for about two weeks. There was no need for part-time nurses in the private hospitals. And that was because uh, the government stopped all this medical tourism from coming in. So that meant the occupancy mm. rate of uh, patients in all these private hospitals went down. They obviously right. didn't need us, so our, there wasn't actually much job for us in private nursing. And then obviously, you know that this foreign worker dormitories, the numbers jumped. It, re- it literally just started like maybe about two and a half weeks ago. And that was when mm-hmm. they started meeting all of us again. So, so, so there's a whole list of uh, all these lo- uh, part-time nurses, freelance nurses. They are now all, most majority of them are now in Expo. And that's because uh, of the seriously aggressive testing that the that MOH has done in all the dormitories. Cannot, I don't know how many tests they've done in each dorms, but even those that uh, don't that don't look ill, they test. Alright, I, I read that somewhere they they're actually doing that. Yeah, I actually saw that on TikTok. Yes, I am a thirty year old on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no shame, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's really cool, you know. They were like uploading videos and stuff, and, and some of the Bangladeshi workers, they were like, you know, Singapore is awesome because you know they are they are doing so much uh, testing yeah. and they're actually you know bothering to respond to the situation. Yeah. Right. Hey, who who was it uh, that mentioned Malaysia? <laughs> they uh, Celine, right? She oh was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like, right. yeah, it's like a dorm in in KL with okay. like foreign workers and everything. Then the government just stepped up and say, uh, they are not our citizens. They are not of our not our problem. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> that's the end yeah. of the. That's the end of the. <laughs> and they're just gonna <laughs> let the embassy handle that. What the hell, man? Right. I heard. I, I heard about that too, but I never read a, an article uh, verifying this information. But yeah, yeah I, I mean, I I don't think we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get our hands on that one. <laughs> mm, nah. But who knows? Maybe it's fake news. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Okay. So what I heard was that there have been fences that have been built around the foreign worker dormitory. Basically, they are kept isolated within the within the compounds. The Malaysian government doesn't wanna doesn't wanna have anything to do with them, and uh, it not even providing them with food or anything like that. So, the only way the foreign workers can get any help or any supplies or any aid is through their own embassies, and so they are left to deal with that them themselves. Well, it means if their own government's embassy is, is not reactive or also shut down, then gone case, ah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Either that or, you know, the, the only thing that they can uh, they can depend on are people willing to, I, I guess, donate or, you know, if they have any charitable organisations helping them out. Ah. But yeah. Shit, right? It feels like, like you're in a war, you know? You... Right. You're yeah, being, like you're being, you're being fenced up. Yeah, you know, uh, zombie apocalypse and yeah, yeah it's like, like World War Z level yeah, yeah. stuff, man. Yeah, reminds me of that scene in World War Z actually, the the part where they reach Jerusalem, I think, and they had these like giant walls just built around Jerusalem. Do y'all remember that? Yeah, I was 
I only know Germany ah, where they, they they separate the East and West. The, the, oh, the Berlin Wall. Yeah, Berlin the Berlin Wall. Right, right. I mean, true colours of humanity is bound to come out right. when these types of situations go down. So during this period when you were at Expo, right, are there things that you saw that kind of jumped out at you? Like, shit, that needs to be taken care of. Or some really fucked up thing that happened there. Man, actually, honestly, no, not at all. I'm like 100% impressed with what has been set up or what what we have been able to come up with in such a short space of time. So, so what's the thing that, that stood out, like that surprised you or impressed you the most about the setup? They, um, wow, where? The whole thing, the first day I was like, shit, this is, how, how the hell did people come up with this in such a short space and it's so well executed. Damn impressed with how we did it. Uh. Actually, quite proud. Ooh. It made me feel really proud to, to be part of this whole undertaking. Yeah. Singapore number one, man. Number one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, for the first time I, I went back to work today, I got an exemption to go back to clear out like stuff in my office and I was looking at the, the stuff around us, the trains, like, I'm like, how you manufacture the sticker so fast uh, to paste on all the seats, <laughs> to paste on the floor and everything. Damn bloody efficient, no. Like, I mean, I was really amazed by it, you know, like you would come up with all these things to just you know, immediately deal with the situation. It's pretty damn impressive, man. How we're There's a the... company that's on standby like 24-7 throughout the decade. It's just waiting for an order like that. <laughs> right, <laughs> just right. Like, exactly, man. When it, when it happens, <laughs> okay, let's get everything together, man. Let's, let's get our orders done. <laughs> the moment we've all been waiting for, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really proud of Singapore, right? Uh, it feels good uh, that we're responding this way. And then on the flip side, you have, you know, Americans shouting on the streets, I want somebody to spit in my face. Oh you know? my God. <laughs> like like that. how oh my stupid. God. Like, I don't know, man. Like, what, dude? Bruh, what the f- Yeah, man. I, Common I sense. I... Do you have it? Yeah. Maybe you can buy some at Walmart in bulk. <laughs> I had to stop following some of my uh, American friends on Facebook because some of them are pro- Are they right, are they right wing? Yeah. Wait, isn't this left like like super left? Oh, is it? Don't, I don't know, know what it. wing lah. You also don't know. It's the Chicken one wing lah. That's what I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they are so so far left that they are, you know, oh, this is my right to freely roam. Uh, you, you can't yeah. keep me in my house and all that. God damn it. Like, flip... Flip on the, the, the history channel, okay, don't laugh because then you'll be bombarded with aliens and Egyptian pyramids. But uh, flip on some documentary. Ancient aliens, man. <laughs> but yeah, flip on some documentaries and you'll realize that this is how the fucking pandemic spreads. You know, like in uh, back when we were looking at the, the H1N1 viruses, one of the first things and the best things that you can do is, you know, to quarantine, to, to cut down the amount of people coming together to interact, especially something as horrifying as Corona because you don't know who's carrying it. People look normal, you just feel like you have a sore throat. But yeah, you could actually be carrying the virus. I had to stop reading all this. Yeah, <laughs> then you have Trump asking whether we can inject <laughs> Uh, disinfectant into the body. Like, okay, it's not something a president should say. No. Yeah, dude. Lysol. Uh, as as metal as it sounds, you know, Lysol in the veins, right? Uh, nah, man, dude. It, it's not gonna work. 
Yeah. He gets pissed yeah. off people uh, just like in horror of what he said, what he had said. <laughs> Right. Did you see the scientist reaction? There was a video as he was saying it and then there was they were filming this scientist and then she was just like she didn't know where to look man. <laughs> just like what is this fucker talking about? Yeah. It's like I want to I want to face palm so hard man but I cannot touch my I face. Can't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not allowed to. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I mean okay then you have that and I mean, Singapore has, has their own version of, of this kind of people, you know, those that yep, yep. start flaming people online, <laughs> certain yeah. ethnic groups, like why why are the foreign workers the, the one with such high numbers? Yeah, there's yeah, just so many examples of that. Yeah, man, some Singaporeans, what the hell, man? And just a handful of them, a majority of us are actually fucking nice people, so... <laughs> All but some of them, just, you gotta just filter them out. They're just people looking for reasons to have more <laughs> likes or some. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I yeah, don't know what the motivation true. is. You know, it's like maybe they know better and they just want some attention, or yeah. is it ingrained deep in their bones that they are thinking like that? Yeah, yeah. Like, is it a form of you know uh, a systemic racism going on here or, or something like that? Yeah, maybe they were like, dropped as babies or something. You know, <laughs> on the head multiple times. <laughs> I saw it. There's this one. There's this one comment. I was laughing my ass off. Uh, it was on ST comments, right? And uh, this this guy William Chu, he was saying sometimes I wonder why the figures for dormitory workers are so high. Is it something to do with their mentality? I am <laughs> sorry to suspect. But could some of the foreign workers has intentions of getting infected purposely so as to achieve other benefits? No need to work, etc. I'm not sure, just thinking. Hey, cock, you really <laughs> thinking or not? Ah? <laughs> that guy is the one with mental issues. That's <laughs> why so I don't know what no, some of these people... It's like, for, okay, for him to have thought of that, right? <laughs> to, have, to have emerged from his imagination... It would be something that he would do, right? Yeah, he, this is the talking guy, yeah. Nami. He's the first one to point the finger, right? Because you're the one doing it. Nobody, no foreign worker wants to be there in the hall. Exactly, right? Nobody. Yeah, who would no. choose, who would choose getting um, stuck and, and being And risking risk. their lives, potentially dying. One, right? of, them, one of them told us, um, there is no sun. And just like, there's no sun in this this hall, and and that kind of hit home for me oh, because true, there is no sun. They yeah. have artificial lighting. <laughs> There's no sun. Crazy. Yeah, I, I think especially for you la, it, it might have hit home for you because you know you you are a dive instructor. You are outdoors and just yeah. under the sun the whole. Okay, so I lost my color. <laughs> I'm light brown now. Light brown. <laughs> no, but the people there, the foreign workers, definitely don't want to be there. But they're also one of the nicest people. They're the easiest patients to take care of. But, 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 I bet Singaporeans are way more difficult to deal with than the foreign workers. Yeah? Uh, eh, no la, no la. Uh, Don't lie. <laughs> Don't lie. <laughs> no la, our, okay, our entitlement is strong. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say this phrase, I'll say this phrase. I learned this uh, in okay. my previous uh, hospital. It says uh, we should treat our patients like we would our mothers. So it doesn't really matter who. Uh, oh, 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 oh
who or where they are from. Uh, we'll just provide the the best care that we can for every patient. Who's okay, up? I mean, there's Sha being uh, nice and her uh, all nursey on on. That's us, why you are you the know? nurse. We are not. Yeah, exactly. If I'm there, I think I bitch slap all of them. Eh? <laughs> I mean, do you all do you all see that article on uh, mothership about the? Okay, okay, it's called No One at the Medical Station. Singaporean COVID-19 patient opens up about four-day stay at Expo facility. I believe there's even a video to this to this one. So basically, oh. it just goes about this guy talking about his experience in Expo. Uh, I I would uh, rephrase that, not talking about, complaining about <laughs> his entire experience at, at the Expo. Yeah, he talks about the food. Wow, this one, oh, professional food critic. Let's see what does he have to say. Yeah, actually, I saw too. I, I watched through the video, right? It, it yeah. was his tone. Really, uh-huh. his tone wasn't complaining. Uh. he he was he was more okay, of yeah. um, actually just describing what what the situation is. Yeah, I I, I don't know if it's because of mothership <laughs> trying to sensationalize the thing and and put a, put a very complaining thing. Mm, cookie, but he, he had, I don't know. Yeah, he, I'm, yeah, when he was talking about it, right, his tone right. was like. You know, just describing out of I think out of sheer boredom <laughs> because okay. there's nothing to do okay. there. He's okay. he's just describing it to the to the interviewer. At least that's right, what right. I took away from it, lah. Okay, I think I think that's a more accurate representation, lah. Because I only read the article, you know, and the tone doesn't quite translate here, right, right, right. So yeah, they they mention things about uh, you know, he says that the the stir fried stir fried food is overdone. Western food is not bad. Okay, ah, that one I agree lah. Even in army, right? Western food is always the <laughs> the better one. You can't screw it up. <laughs> yeah, can't screw it up. But uh, towards the end of the interview, you know, they they mentioned like <laughs> this part's quite funny actually. Uh, he he mentions I'm actually being sent back to SGH now. Then the interviewer's like, oh, your condition worsened. Uh, no idea. I was told to pack my bags and the ambulance will pick me up. And then the interviewer is like, "Is it because you told uh, MOH about your fever?" And then he's like, uh, "Perhaps, uh, maybe also because he, he make the most noise, uh, then gonna send back to SGH." And then he was never heard from again. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Some Chinese level silencing, right there. <laughs> yeah, black bag over the head. Maybe ah, uh, maybe because he he gave an interview. About about this thing. Drama right? He wasn't careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shah, you better be careful, careful later. Said. Yeah, yeah, Shah. Next week we call you, cannot reach you. Then uh... we ask your parents, they also don't know where you go. <laughs> <laughs> what is really going on at Expo? <laughs> Are they experimenting? Okay, let's 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 cut back the bullshit. So so how so how are they as uh, as patients the the foreign workers are they are they different from from the usual patients you get? They 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 follow what we say. They have questions they ask. They genuinely want to to take care of themselves or you know yeah. They need to get back on the job and make money so they can send back to their family and build a life that they can go go back to yeah, instead of being treated like. By yes. some people here, yeah, they are such nice people. Yeah, they're really, really nice. Uh, every time I ent- I have, I have to visit or go and see someone for to check their vital signs or something. They, 
they don't make a fuss. They just let me do everything that I need, and then they they say thank you. Uh, right. They ask how, yeah, and then they yeah. It, right. If they, they don't annoy me at all, these people here, they how you know I how, how <laughs> I feel I feel motivated to take care of them. That's what I would say. It's a nice feeling, and everyone just comes together. They they actually yes. are grateful, right? Yeah, they are. They got one got one come and ask. No curry, no curry. <laughs> Do I ask? I will ask the same damn thing. So where's my prata, man? I I, I need the prata. <laughs> eh, they have much nicer food than us in the outside. Ah, uh, where for for us? Uh, no, cannot. That's complaining. But no, I'm not complaining. <laughs> I'm not complaining. It's just like when well, I see what I get to eat. It's <laughs> yeah, it's feedback. It's feedback. <laughs> no lah, no lah, not complaining. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, you know, because of like these racist comments towards the towards our foreign workers and all that, uh, we've been picked up by international media, man, and they are slamming us left, right, center. You know, talking about. You know what, uh, what is it about this incident is right. that now that all of us are aware of the living conditions of the foreign workers, we are def the government. I'm sure is definitely going to do make a change. Uh, in that area, in that aspect, so right, you call right. that like a blessing in disguise that so many of them got this virus, so that in the mm. future others can benefit from this. Right, the silver lining. Yeah, it's the silver lining and yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it is to to some extent. You know, I guess Singaporeans need to calm themselves down a bit and uh, check themselves before they they get too racial about things, right? Throwing up these things, like there were some ST comments also about oh they are spreading the virus because you know they do dirty things like uh, eat with their hands. They uh, like to sit, sit down under, under the tree. Uh, and gather yeah, together. sit on the grass and eat together. Like what the fuck, man? Like you sit in botanical gardens on the grass and fucking picnic. It's the same thing, what? <laughs> yeah lah, exactly, man. Right. Also, these people have been doing this for their entire life, right? You don't think they wash hands ah uh, before eating the <laughs> the food with their hands, right? And uh, yeah, no, I I remember one of the comments in response to that. Then how come the virus spread so fast in China? Everybody using chopsticks. Uh? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that one I was laughing my ass off. Get <laughs> on. <laughs> you know, uh, I I mean I'm sick of hearing. A chopstick don't know people... put where before put in the mouth. On. <laughs> That's why this one. <laughs> uh, I'm sick of hearing like stuff like that. You know, we all know the real reason why it spread so fast in in the dormitories, right? I mean, it's the living conditions, how packed they are, how close you know how close their their quarters are to each other, and even access and... to face masks. That early, yeah, that early exactly. in the thing, you know, when everyone, all the, the people who can get face masks, they start hoarding it. Some people want exactly. to turn a profit. The foreign workers are working long hours out in the out in the field, out in the not field lah, but like construction, yeah, it's construction uh, sites and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, there's there's no way for them to go out and and get all these things essential. So, yeah. yeah, so you can't really blame them for not wearing it. In exactly. the dormitories as well. 
and, and can you imagine, right, if one forward-thinking minister just stepped up and said, oh, okay, we're going to prep a whole bunch of masks and distribute it to the foreign workers right now because uh, they are the ones most in danger. Right? Can you imagine the backlash that guy would have had from all the Singaporeans? Why are you giving the foreign workers then? You never give Singaporeans blah, 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 blah. Right, so I I feel even if we were, you know, preemptive enough to just realize that this was this was something that was going to happen. This was a potentially you know where it could spread really quickly. Even if we came up with that, I still think we would have you know gotten a shit ton of backlash from from Singaporeans. You know, some lah, some not right. all, but some. I think quite a small. I would like to think it's a small number of them lah. Who, who Same gets, whose I mean, voice no, gets kind of amplified <laughs> over the internet. That's yes, why that, like there's more that, than this. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I, I mean, we're seeing so many articles, you know, calling us uh, racist and, you know, how we're treating, we're, we're, hor- uh, we're treating them horribly and stuff like that. It's, it is blown up, but it is not, you know, um, it, it, it's not to say that it's not true either also. I mean, there are some serious problems within our society back when I was in JC Shah I don't know whether you remember this or not but in Meridian JC there was this uh, program where they invited a charitable organization over one that deals with foreign workers who have been mistreated and the goal was to do some basking for them and you know raise funds and, and things like that so yeah I mean it was part of the you know our CIP and VIA whatever you call it now lah yeah, it was it was meant to help them, and uh, you know it, that that shit opened my eyes. Like I never knew it was that bad. How some of these workers were treated, the employ uh, the employers, some of some of the assholes like, in our society, holding back their pay, treating them like shit. Even like when they get injuries on site, you know they would threaten them and say, "Oh, we're gonna send you back if you report this injury and things like that." So they had to work with like you know broken fingers and shit like that. Work right, with so, broken fingers. Ah. Yeah, dude, it, it's that fucked up, man. Like that, that, that shit blew my mind. I was like, holy fuck! Like, is it that bad? I mean, of course. Again, it's not. I, I think the estimate is that we have what 1.4 million foreign workers here, mm-hmm. including uh, aside from construction, even cleaners and stuff like that. Right? If it's at 1.4 million, I mean, obviously, it's not a large majority of it that are facing this thing, lah. But yeah, it's still, uh, still an issue. Right, it's it's a problem. There was a short film that was recently released. Uh, I need to find that now. Uh, the title was, uh, I think it was called Him, and it was about foreign workers. I even posted it on the Gong Jiawei uh, Facebook page. Mm, right, right. Uh, yeah, it was a local film, a local short film. And it basically highlighted the issues that, you know, some of these workers... It's a very touching story. It's a, it's a Bangladeshi worker taking a phone call from his son. And then he's, you know, he's just talking about it. And uh, yeah, it, it's a really, really beautiful short film. It's called... Uh, okay, it's called Him. Uh, the producer is Han Kuangwei. And uh, it's by 360 Productions. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, you should really check out this film. Uh, not but, yeah, 369 in, production. No, no, that one cannot. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, it's a really poignant short film. Uh, definitely go check it out. Yeah. Can I just also, uh, I know we were talking about the foreign workers in the hall, but I think right. a lot of credit, credit must be given to 
what the management has or MOH has done to support the foreign liners while we are doing this job. It's the also, foreign, the foreign like what? What the management has done to support front liners while we oh, are front on liners. Duty. Oh, mm. I heard foreign diners and I'm like, upper foreign diner coming. <laughs> <laughs> what? They fly people in to eat? What? <laughs> yeah, that's why it shocks. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, the front liners, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So talk more about that. How, how are they supported the front liners or the uh, foreign diners? <laughs> I think a, a lot of attention has been paid to uh, taking care of the foreign workers but I want to like also highlight that uh, a lot of things have been done for uh, for us frontliners uh, when we are uh, working in the frontlines uh. and it, it comes down to uh, to the management and the MOH uh, they really want to take care of us while we're doing this very minor things but uh, really helps us feel like Right. No, com- comfortable. They give us a lot of comfort. It's like for that comfort factor for you to yeah. work longer and, Some... and support the whole thing, right? So we don't we don't have to worry about you know the outside things, and we can just fully focus on uh, right. What making sure you are yeah focused on your work, lah. So uh, where you say to apply again, I might be jumping <laughs> ship already. <laughs> yeah, must, must really thank the our my bosses and the MOH or. Whoever that was, in, whoever is in charge of this whole operation, uh, it's yeah, to make us feel comfortable. That's the that's the big that's the thing that I wanna uh, impress upon. Right, right. They do so. They do take care of the foreigners as well as us. Nice. So, so we do a better job taking care of the foreigners. Right. Nice. So I yeah, I don't think it. people are, are aware of like the level of planning and coordination yeah. that goes Correct. into Correct. to pulling off what? something like that. Yeah, to executing something on this level, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, I think this is where wow. the paper journal come in, right? They are so used to planning military stuff that I think this, all these planning, this coordination comes very natural to them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we can say as much shit as we want about them running private organization and turning a profit, but I think when push comes to shove, when lives are at stake and yeah. and Doing things need to be coordinated, they... They have their they shit together. They get shit uh. done, man. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Ooh, we do. Yeah. We should. Yeah. The, I think we're like probably the only country that gets shit done. <laughs> nice, nice. I feel so proud right now. I'm going to yeah. go and sing home outside my window. Give me a, <laughs> give me a second. Give me my flashlight. <laughs> yeah, give me my flashlight. Man. <laughs> we like the idea of throwing our phones out the window. Did you all see that video? <laughs> the person <laughs> sing until the phone dropped down. <laughs> Yeah, really? I saw I saw that video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. two and two already. Yeah, it's been... <laughs> that's why damn sad. Now mind the six hundred dollar think... credit can go and buy a new one. <laughs> I, I think the person, I, I, I think the person recording the the phone dropping was a uh, was a Malay. I I think I heard in the back. Alma jato, and then the phone just came all the way down. But the phone didn't drop. I I know it was like from uh, an opposite HDB block, so oh, you know, they, they were just filming it, and you could hear somebody screaming at the top of their lungs as the minute that light went down. <laughs> uh, if that person listens to this podcast, we would love to have you on the podcast. <laughs> Why talk about the, the harrowing <laughs> tales of uh, dropping your phone down from how many yeah, floors? Yeah, while singing home at eight pm. <laughs>
Uh, yeah, so that has been part one of two, the third episode. I uh, hope you enjoy it. Macam like two-piece chicken meal like that. The first piece. Yeah, sure. Piece. La. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving you all treat. Okay, two-piece special. So the next part, yeah, is going to be more into the race uh, stuff. And also, if you want to find out more about the polarizing comments on this whole singing home at 8 o'clock, join us in the second part. See ya. Bye.